You're listening to the Jason Lauren Podcast. Now, Jace, I think we've all across the world been really confronted um, and feel incredibly helpless and devastated by the pictures that we are seeing coming out of Afghanistan at the moment. Um, yep. I know I've been really confronted by it and there's been moments when I've had to turn off the news because I've, I've actually found it too hard to watch. I know many people are feeling that way, but it is absolutely something that we need to talk about. Uh, there are a huge amount of Afghani Australians yep. who are living here who have left their families behind um, and who are doing it incredibly tough right now. One of those uh, people, uh, Shamsia Hussein Poor, who is a journalism student at RMIT right here in Melbourne. She joins us now. Good morning. Morning, Jake. Good morning, morning. Shamsia. Thank you morning, so Lauren. thank you so much for joining us this morning, mate. I know this would be an incredibly hard time, so we really appreciate your time this morning. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. How have you found yourself in Australia? When did you relocate here? Can you can you sort of give us a insight into your backstory, mate? So my family and I we moved in Australia in 2007 through a humanitarian visa and I was about nine when we left Afghanistan. And so, Shamsia, who did you leave with and what was the process of getting out of Afghanistan and making your way here to Australia? We left with my family. It was my brother who came by boat in the early 2000s and that was the time when the Taliban was recruiting younger boys to join their team. Oh, um, how old was he? He was nine when he left. Wow. Yeah. So your mum, just your parents put him on a boat and sent yep. him out to Australia on his own, just hoping for yep. a better life for him. Absolutely. And I remember people used to criticise my mother for uh, you know, sending a nine-year-old child on an uncertain journey. But she used to say, uh, you know, I would rather see him drown than be taken by those Taliban and do what oh. they do. Yeah. What? So, she was ready for him, you know, to, to drown in those, uh, you know, oceans, but not, uh, you know, harm another human being like they do, and another innocent life, I guess. And at what point were you reunited? Uh, so it's about seven years later. Um, uh, yeah, and, and even when we heard that we are, um, uh, you know, being moved to Australia, we had to travel to Pakistan. So we had to leave everything behind, uh, you know, everything that my parents had to work for. We had to leave it all behind. And we had to live in a way that the Taliban didn't think that we were leaving the country for good. Obviously, the, the world is seeing the footage of, you know, a- airports um, being taken over by people trying to get out of Afghanistan at the moment. Um, we're seeing just crazy scenes of people holding on to the outside of planes just to, you know, get away. When I was watching that and I was thinking about your situation is there almost frustration from you where it's like hey guys you're finally giving attention to what's going on over there and it's taken graphic scenes like what we're seeing at the airport which almost looks like a a scene in a movie playing out Mm. to finally get attention on what's going on in afghanistan yeah absolutely chase uh as afghans we feel betrayed by the whole world a building got burnt in in france and the whole world lost its mind Afghanistan is in the midst of crisis. People are being shot for having a gun or holding an Afghan flag on their bicycle or motorcycle. And people are simply looking at Afghanistan as if it's just a lost cause, forgetting that there are just humans who need, you know, the world's protection, who needs the world's help, who needs the world's support, especially right now. We, we, we worked so hard in the last, you know, two decades to build the country brick by brick, We've lost so many loved ones in this Cold War, in this never-ending war. In the end, we lost it all, as if it all meant nothing. 
when it, when it comes to helping, right, because I, I think sometimes social media can be such a cop-out. People will post the story and be like, we're thinking of you. Like, what's that going to do? Um, it might be a simple question, but how can we help? People can raise awareness. We've been begging the non-Afghan communities and the world to stand with us, to raise our voices, because when we stand together, things do happen. Things do change, like the Black Lives Matter protest, because we saw one thing on the media and the whole world stood up together and, and changed those laws and, made, and brought changes. If we can do the same thing for the people of Afghanistan, we can help them. We, we can save those innocent children and women. You know, I've seen footage of women being shot because they refused to cook for oh. the Taliban because they don't have anything to cook. Uh, you know, I've seen women passing their own babies from this side of the fence to the other side of the fence just for them to get safe, just for them to get, you know, they're separating their infants from themselves. Shamsia, I think it's one of the most confronting images. I mean, there's been so many, but that simple image of the man painting over a picture of a woman in a in a window, um, I think it's a beauty salon or something. To think that a country that we all thought we were working towards trying to make progressive and that's just all been taken away in an instant, hasn't it, over there? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, when, that image that you just described, it's just an image for the world to see what the, the identity of woman and the voice of a woman is being completely wiped out. It's hard to watch. Um, I can't even begin to imagine how hard it must be for you to watch that, knowing that you still have family and friends over there. Have you, have um, you, how, how are your family back in Afghanistan? Are you able to contact them? So we've been trying to contact the families, but it, it, it's harder to contact people who are outside of Kabul, obviously, in those uh, rural and remote areas. But we managed to contact our cousin in who still lives in uh, Ghazni at the moment, and she's a nurse. You know, she just burst into tears, crying helplessly. You know, she doesn't have a dad. She doesn't have a brother. She has three other sisters. I can't even imagine the fate that they will face under the, the rule of the Taliban. And she was just crying, asking us for help to do something. And we That's just so didn't hard. know what to say. And that's the thing. I think we all feel so helpless, but we're not. And I think that's the thing. We feel helpless, but we're not helpless. We can all do our bit. And raise um, awareness. We, um, we will post some links on our socials this morning as well. And, and as you mentioned earlier in our chat, if raising awareness is the way we can help at the moment, then let's just encourage everyone to do that. Um, we know this is an incredibly difficult time, mate, and we really appreciate you um, lending us some of your time this morning to shine a light on it. No worries. Thanks, guys, for having me. The Jason Lauren Podcast.